you know, I, I'm looking at live.freightwaves.com in the comments section there. Put your questions in. We're going to bring them to Thomas Healy. And, and welcome, Robinhood traders. I've noticed uh, quite a few yeah, a of few, them a couple. just uh, storm our comment section with uh, <laughs> with some uh, some stupid and not-so-stupid questions. Yeah. We'll pick the best ones that we can find. Thomas, thanks for joining us. That was a great presentation you just gave. I appreciate you guys having me on, and thanks for letting me talk a little bit about RNG and where we're at with things. Yeah, well, not just yet, because the first question, the first question we got is, and I think this is an extension of what you did to celebrate learning uh, that you had just gone public. You'd become America's first billionaire at the time, uh, and you went to a Taco Bell drive through And this one is, should Taco Bell keep Mexican pizza? <laughs> Personally, I'm more of the Supreme Crunchwrap, but my girlfriend is a Mexican pizza fan, so she's uh. actually vented to me about being disappointed that it's going away. Yeah, well, she's on my team. Our own CEO and founder, Craig Fuller, has as well. <laughs> like, should we ask another one off topic a little bit? Well, Willie, no, you've got an actual, you got an actual like real one here. Yeah, well, I have, I've, I have many of them here. <laughs> yeah, just go in order. All right, we'll go. In order. So, is, uh, will you be running for president in twenty twenty eight? I'm just trying to figure out who's going to be the president. You know. <laughs> coming out of this election. I mean, uh, no, I think uh, I think we're still going to be hard hardworking at Hylion at that point and uh, and really going and revolutionizing the trucking industry. OK, here's a here's here's a more realistic question has to do with RNG. Pretty good one, too. Roughly. How long does it take to fill up RNG at one of the RNG stations? It's actually about the same amount of time as a diesel truck. So about 10 minutes. So um, you know, you pull into the station, it's obviously a different nozzle that you would use compared to a diesel truck. And, you know, the only difference is as opposed to filling it up with a fluid, you're filling the truck up with a gas. And, uh, you know, the industry has really perfected RNG, CNG refueling. Uh, it's pretty simple. It's fast. And, you know, that's one of the big advantages comparing it to an electric truck, which, you know, could take 30 minutes, an hour. I think it's still up for debate how long it's really going to take to recharge a fully electric semi. Now, we realize you might not be fully at liberty to do this, but a lot of people in the comment section are asking, so we, we can't just brush past it. And it's could you share about any potential announcements, partnership agreements? Uh, can you wet our beak a little bit? <laughs> no. So unfortunately, I can't you know, share anything that we haven't already publicly disclosed. I think you know, since the last time we chatted, uh, we have made a, a big announcement around ANG, American Natural Gas, and us setting up a, a fueling partnership with them, as well as uh, them coming in with uh, a pre-order for the hypertruck technology. But you know, one of the things to, to highlight there, and it kind of goes back to the, the presentation we just did, is the the kind of the uh, crux behind all of electrification is figuring out how are you going to refuel these vehicles and one of the reasons that the uh, agreement with ANG is so important is because it allows us to set up stations at our customers' facilities at no cost to the customer, and then ANG is just going to be rolling that into the fuel cost. Then it allows us to offer RNG, which is huge, right? If you're a fleet that's trying to get to a uh, net carbon zero or net carbon negative even, RNG is the way to do that. And so through that ANG uh, agreement, we're, being able, we're able to offer the fleets that we're working with RNG and, you know, we've set up preferred pricing with them. So it's kind of those those three things that you really need, right? Available infrastructure, low-cost RNG, and, you know, the ability to get RNG. And that's what uh, this partnership brought. So, Thomas, I've got one here. Uh, the question is, what's the benefit of using electric motors via RNG versus just straight uh, engine powered by RNG? 
Yeah. So uh, a couple of things. So you know, one is our vehicle is a fully electric truck, right? So you're getting the performance benefits of, a, of an electric powertrain. Uh, electric powertrains can be very efficient, right? Electric motors are in the 90% range of efficiency or you know, high 90s even. Um, and so you're getting that you know, high power, efficient drivetrain, but you're also getting the ability to drive the vehicle as a pure BEV, a purely electric truck. So for a lot of fleets, you know, the, the concern is you're driving these trucks into areas that have high pollutant zones. Uh, so let's say you're driving into the, the port of Long Beach, the port of LA, right? You don't want to be adding any more emissions in that area because it's already extremely elevated. So what we're able to do is the truck can come into that area drive on purely battery electric power, have zero tailpipe emissions at all. But then when the truck leaves that high emission zone area, the generator can kick back on and start recharging the batteries back up. And that gives you the range you need to have to really do long haul over the road trucking. So it's kind of taking the best of both worlds. Fantastic answer. Uh, this kind of harkens back to the presidency thing. I, I know we don't want to get too political, but, you know, during the debate with Trump, Biden, Trump talked. Biden was very, very uh, strong in his messaging that he wants to go to complete renewable energy. And that's mm -hmm. the goal. And that's the end game. So do you view a Biden win as a net positive for for RNG or do you think that this can thrive under either administration? I think RNG can thrive under either administration. I mean, we've already seen it, right? There's already been a lot of uh, incentives put in place. You know, CARB specifically over the, the last handful of years here has been very pro-RNG. Um, you know, so I, I don't think it's, a, you know, one political party, you know, this works, the other one, this doesn't work. I think, you know, both political parties, this offers a lot of benefits. And, you know, I think it, what really works about it is it's bringing that cost savings that the fleets really need, right? Uh, you know, we're not sitting here saying, hey, we need government incentives in order to be able to deploy our trucks. That's not the case, right? This solution can save fleets money without even having a government subsidy behind it. So uh, what is the proprietary uh, advantages does Hylion uh, have? In other words, could Hylion's model easily be replicated by, let's say, a Cubbins or some other OEM? Sure. So, you know, and just to, to step back and recap, I mean, our focus is on the powertrain of the vehicle, right? And mm -hmm. so we're not doing the whole truck. It's really the, the powertrain, the drive system of the, of the vehicle. And our proprietary side of it is all of the systems integration and all the battery uh, development and the software that goes around it. So, you know, as, as we've been really public about, we've got a great partnership with Dana. Uh, Dana is producing the axles and the electric motor. And then we're doing all of the battery pack integration and, and cooling systems around it. And then all the software that, that goes into it uh, to really be able to control the, the vehicle and be able to drive those fuel, eco fuel economy improvements. And so that's really our, our big focus about value add. And you know, we've got some really brilliant software engineers that have de developed some really neat, neat stuff, uh, you know, with, with being able to capture data coming off of vehicles, use that to be able to drive even better fuel economy performance in the future here. And I think that's our secret sauce and where we bring a ton of value. Has Jim Cramer reached back out to you regarding the discussing Helion on, a, on his show? <laughs> so uh, the background on that one is, you know, Mr. Kramer uh, made a tweet that, hey, stop blaming me for Hylion. And, uh, you know, I, I sent a tweet back just saying, hey, if you ever want to chat, if you're going to, you know, discuss Hylion again on the show, more than happy to come on and share with you live of, uh, of what we're up to. But, uh, you know, I hope I hope we do have the opportunity at some point to, to get on the show and just chat about it. But uh, at this point, no, we uh, we haven't uh, had any outreach. 
So, Thomas, this one just came across. It says, since countries outside the U.S. have an even larger natural gas footprint fueling stations, do you see business overseas having greater opportunity moving forward? We see a unbelievably strong opportunity overseas, uh, you know, and, you know, debatably, uh, you know, people have asked us, is it even stronger in the U.S.? And, you know, I don't, I, I don't know if that's the case or not, but uh, what's really interesting about overseas, as you mentioned, there is a lot more RNG or CNG infrastructure already put out, uh, you know, in place. And the interesting thing we've found is when we actually have conversations with, with international fleets, the first question you get is, what's the emission savings, right? That's the focus. And then the second question is, what's the cost of operation? In the U.S., it's usually flipped, right? The first question is, hey, is this going to save me money? And then having the emission savings is an added benefit. And that's where, you know, I think the fleets we've just had discussions with internationally are so focused on climate change and being able to have a positive impact on the environment. And that's really where our technology shines very well. Speaking of environment and speaking of waste, we had a, a good question here about, do you have any uh, plans to partner with waste management companies, disposable companies to convert that into fuel? Yeah. So that is one of the big sources of RNG is capturing the gases coming off of landfills, right? Uh, and so that creates a very, uh, you know, logical step of, you know, hey, if you can capture the RNG, you know, on site and then pump that right into vehicles that are there, that's a huge win. And so we do see our powertrain as being applicable for uh, waste vehicles as well. Uh, the good news is waste vehicles are very similar to Class 8 long-haul semi-trucks, semi right? There's not a huge difference uh, between them. And, and so we do see that our, our powertrain can be adapted to that type of application as well. So, Thomas, uh, does uh, um, winter months, say, in the northern states have an effect on uh, generator and battery performance? So... It does from a standpoint of, uh, you know, batteries don't like the cold, right? That's a pretty mm -hmm. well-established well thing. Now, one of the things that's unique about our vehicle is, uh, you know, we have the ability, ability to kind of heat up the battery pack. You know, let's take our hybrid product, for instance. You know, if you're running it in really cold terrain, well, then, one, we stop running our cooling system, right, because you don't need it. And then, two, what we do is we start gradually warming up the batteries. You're not going to take, you know, 300 amps and, and drive it into a, a battery that's below zero uh, Celsius. Uh, you know, that's, that wouldn't be a smart thing to do. So what we do is we gradually work up the temperature and get it into an operating range where, you know, we're comfortable with then uh, applying, you know, kind of full power that we need in order to run the vehicle. So, you know, the... I guess there could be some performance hits in the beginning while those batteries are heating up, um, but then it's kind of, uh, you know, back to, to normal how it was uh, once, once they're at operating temperature. Thomas, what TV show should never have been canceled? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the better question is, like, when, when, when would we have time to watch TV right now? <laughs> We've been uh, pretty busy. So I'll be honest, I, I have not spent much time uh, watching TV uh, recently. So I'm going to pass on that question. <laughs> okay, the correct answer was the Sarah Connor Chronicles. <laughs> <That's time>, Michael. <laughs> All right, so are, are you planning on expanding your product line into other smaller class vehicles in the future? So at this stage, the, the focus is really on the larger semi-trucks, right? We see the... Uh, market opportunity in that size of vehicle is unbelievable, right? It's billions of dollars worth of market size that we're going after. And so, you know, what we're trying to do is really stay focused and, great, and get a, a really great product for that application. And then, sure, after that, it can definitely scale into other sizes of vehicles, other applications. It's, it's designed to be scalable, but, you know, the business strategy is, is let's make it work well in the Class 8 market to get it started.
Here's one for you. Why powertrains and not the entire truck? And who's manufacturing the powertrains? Yeah. So the reason that we focused on the powertrain is because if you look at this global shift towards electrification, the part that needs to be changed on the vehicle is just the powertrain, right? You don't need to change the whole chassis in order to be able to shift to electric. And so we looked at it and we said, well, you know, if, if we wanted to go after doing both the powertrain and the truck, we've got many more years of development and many, many more millions of dollars worth of R&D and development in order to develop both versus we could just stay focused on the powertrain, have a shorter development cycle, and then you know work with the already existing OEMs who build fantastic trucks and roll our solution into their vehicles, get it to market faster, get it to market with less R&D costs, but yet still be able to drive the same uh, cost savings and benefits to the customer. So it's, it's kind of a, you know, just going after the area that needs to be revolutionized, not the whole vehicle. So, Thomas, uh, this is, goes back to the running for president in 2028, which I, I think you told us that, you know, there's one chance in a million. Yeah. <laughs> what was all that one in a million talk, Thomas? So I don't it, even it, think it, I'll be old enough, to be honest with you. Right? <laughs> well, that was like the other one. <laughs> you have to be at least 70 years old, right? No, so I need you to settle an, an argument. Um, oh, yeah, we, let's go to this. Yeah, right? let's, let's consult the, the wheel. The wheel of, the wheel of stupid uh, will have the last, uh, the last uh, question, all right? Maybe. You want Thomas, answer's quick. All right, I'll go spin ahead. it, because you're not going to be able to read my handwriting. All right, what do we got here? Okay, what is the worst thing about Thanksgiving? <laughs> um, you know, worst thing, I'm going to go with, uh, with just the post-food coma right after you just ate. It's like like it was an amazing meal, and then you're just like, oh, crap, I ate way too much, and I just want to sit here and not do anything. I think that's probably the worst. (laughs) Yeah, and I think a lot of stores this year are not going to be opening up right after Thanksgiving. So if you have relatives that you don't like who typically go, you know, Thursdays to go wait in line, you might be stuck with them for a little bit longer. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Thomas, this has been a fascinating event. So what's next for you and the team? Yeah, it's continuing to move everything forward, right? We we close the public transaction. You know, we're now growing out the team as fast as we can. Uh, we've got you know both solutions, the hybrid and the hyper truck, moving it into commercialization, and uh, you know starting to get more units deployed with fleets on the hybrid side and building more relationships and partnerships on the hyper truck side. Awesome, Thomas. Thank you for being. Thank you for your candor and for answering all our questions from Amen. us and these uh, Robinhood traders. <laughs> <laughs>